Hey guys, it's the start of September and we're eight months on from the project now. And finally able to meet up in person, socially distanced, of course. We are taking this moment to look back on our first installation, the highs, lows, and what's next for Team Fragments. We made this podcast to document our learning as we transferred a room in a care home into a park for residents and carers to spend time in. The park came complete with real trees, a bandstand, and a fountain. We created an immersive soundscape with the sounds of a park played on a 24-hour loop and brought in other sensory elements like smell and touch. We also programmed a week of activities to take place in Oak Tree Park. Some of these included classical music performed by musicians from Opera North, storytelling, rock and roll classics with local Leeds artists, painting and lawn games with children from a local school, massage and movement classes, and a sing-along with local musicians. We have loads of photos and content on our website if you want to find out more and about our installation in Oak Tree Lodge. We're going to jump in now to a conversation we had while listening back to a recording we made after our first visit to the care home. And then we're going to talk about our reflections on the project as a whole. Enjoy. It is really weird to hear it now, especially how close our original ideas were to the final product. Like, it doesn't actually feel like... It was difficult. It felt really organic and natural the way that we kind of took those conversations we had with the residents and turned it into the final outcome, which I feel like usually in my work is never the case. So that's I felt that really, um, to know, it kind of boosted my confidence that the project was good, that we, we had a good idea and like we saw it through from start to finish. Um, yeah, it felt really nice. Mm. How did you find it, Chris? At that point or after or... At that point. At that I point, think. I was quite scared. Like, as in, it's... I remember that day being quite uh, anxious about... I'm always worried about making things worse or not doing it justice. And um, speaking to the residents, they're kind of... Yeah, it was quite powerful. Um, and obviously, we've all got our own personal links to uh, dementia, so... I found it quite tough and I remember thinking um, I really wanted to do that place justice because they were really warm and welcoming. It's a great institution. So, yeah, I was quite nervous. If I'm being honest, I didn't think we would be able to, obviously I'm quite biased, but pull off what we did. I think we did a, an amazing mm. piece of work. Um, and if you'd shown me then what it would have been like, I would have been, um, I don't know if I speak for everyone, but I was really blown away with um, what we created and the really good creators we worked with and um, boys and ls too uh yeah so i was really really um blown away in the end at the time i was kind of anxious and i didn't know how it would work it's kind of out of my comfort zone i'm more just i write theater and then i hand it over yeah it's so crazy thinking back to meeting those residents on the first time we went in and then knowing how engaged they were with the park when we left i think you're so right i didn't foresee that being as effective as it was yeah it's because the residents i spoke to that day i don't actually remember coming into the park um the two because I, I spoke to a couple on the top floor one in the middle and i remember looking out for them and i don't think they came down so i mean there was a few months difference um yeah it's interesting isn't it how the, the environment changes so quickly so we spent that time talking to people and getting to know them and found out what they wanted but actually in reality being in there and getting those people to engage with this was a whole different different thing, wasn't it? I feel like... Yeah, engagement from day one to day two even was massively yeah, different. Absolutely. Because the care home brought into it quite a lot, didn't they, once they saw it? Yeah, I think that's the thing. That was our biggest challenge, I think, just as a team. 
I think I had really high expectations going in there that this we were bringing something that was going to be enjoyed by all and it was like an environment that could just be could be such a place of kind of creative excitement for those people when reality actually we're in their home and it's so much harder to get those people to believe in what you what you're offering and what you have um to say on that day or yeah I just I, I I think I found it harder on those first few days to sort of be not feel disappointed that it wasn't immediately like people queuing up to get in and I think it's just that expectation yeah. isn't it I couldn't agree more and especially with the staff I mm. felt like probably really naively naively when we first came in I was like you're welcome we're here guys mm. don't worry the saviors like well we've got this amazing thing which obviously we had co-designed with people but with the residents but I don't think I could have anticipated how difficult it would be for to get the staff on board because they're busy man they've got so much paperwork mm. to fill out they're trying to care for you know up to 60 residents in the specific care home that we were in feed them three meals a day get a cup of tea like you know it's it's a lot of work that obviously goes pretty much uncelebrated in our society usually so for us to come in and add something to that day I think was quite a big ask and I feel like we've learned so much about how we can tailor that and you know work with staff so that next time when we do the project it feels much more integrated and so we're able to communicate with them much more effectively and I'm really proud actually of that learning and that we were you know able to adapt and to change to doing what they needed Mm. or what we had to do to make it work there I think the care staff is the biggest thing isn't it that's the biggest learning that I think I've taken away from it I like I, I knew that we could create something good and I knew that if we managed to get people in there they'd engage in some way whether it be so small it was it the learning came from actually the, the staff and like how can we make this not an inconvenience for them but something that enhances their daily routine mm. and I think yeah just like you say longer slower interactions and embed them so early on in those conversations in those thoughts and I think yeah I think that's a bit of a big thing that we can take away from this from this project I just want to clarify as well that just because I didn't see people I'd met in the first experience there I wasn't there all the time so it was two Mm. days the Thursday Friday I wasn't there I dropped in on Saturday and did half of the Wednesday but and also some of the artists did go to floors and do stuff I know the, the cellist and the violinist did so out of the 60, I think we reached a large proportion of them um, directly or indirectly. Mm. And we had quite a lot in by the end, really, yeah. I reckon quite a huge portion. Yeah, in. I think we got the trust of the staff to bring people down from different floors who maybe wouldn't just mm. have stumbled across the space, um, which I think changed it even more because they, they knew that they, what they were bringing people to and they had a reference point by the end of the week to go we're going to the garden that's downstairs today and that felt easier. We had regulars. Oh, we had Yeah, we did have regulars. (laughs) One of my favourite moments was actually when family and friends got really bought into the park and I think there was this one specific moment where, ironically, an older lady who... Oh, maybe we shouldn't say names, actually. Well, one of the residents, um, her daughter popped in and brought her down to the park and it was on a day when we had a primary school visit um and I mean it was hectic there were kids everywhere like wrenching at flowers and like <laughs> licking things and it was quite stressful um but this resident turns out her daughter told me she used to be a teacher and it was amazing she just slipped straight back into that like caring role 
And I mean, she was telling kids off, telling them not to run. And it was like so beautiful to see her kind of access those feelings with her daughter there. And her daughter was able to share in that moment as well. Mm. And I feel like if the park hadn't been there, that just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that moment was so special as well, because there was a there was an exchange between not just her, but also the kids had sort of noticed that she was someone that was kind of open and willing to be in that space with them. I wasn't afraid of their like adventurous nature in the room. And I think they sensed that and they really wanted to share that with her. I think that was that. Yeah, that was a really beautiful moment. They all made her flowers, didn't they? they did. Oh my God, I was like buying back the tears at that point. That's so beautiful. Great. I think I almost cried like two or three times. That, that <laughs> what were some of your top moments? Um, I remember we did the wood painting um, which is really nice. There's a moment where we were all painting wood and uh, we were just playing. Um, we kept asking for a request. I think someone said Frank Sinatra. So we just played a random playlist of Frank Sinatra. And they all started singing along to it as we were painting wood. And um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful moment. Uh, and I remember um, being quite impressed with my, my, my piece of wood painting as well. You were very impressed. Don't don't act like you were super I proud mean, of that piece well, of wood. Well, I feel the to comment on it. So <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I was quite happy. Career change um, for Chris Pending. <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely stood out. And the the, the musical moments always, I think, um, I mentioned the singing there. But when we had people in, um, obviously I'm quite biased, but my girlfriend Claire came to sing. Uh, on the last day and she was playing um I think it was a wonderful world and everyone was singing along to it and um yeah it was full there was residents there was family members I think we were all there at that one it was the last day and uh yeah it was really nice a really nice end to the whole project mm. I was talking about the tears again so. yeah I had a similar moment with live music as well and when Johnny and Taze came in on the Wednesday so we had a bit of like a rock and roll band and they played Elvis, I Can't Help Falling In Love mm. With You. Yeah, and the room was like full of yeah. women kind of like holding hands with each other. Kind of sort of like, it felt like that moment of like a bit of solidarity of we've all loved and lost and we're all sharing this moment together. And I just really felt that. And also just, yeah, it was just super emotional, wasn't it? And like a lot of energy in the room. Those moments reminded me of the conversation we had really early on. Uh, where one of my questions, which I guess it, is, it sounds a little insensitive, but I think everyone would think it, would be, what's the point in giving people memories if that's the thing that they're losing? Mm. Um, but I remember you explained it that you might lose the content of the memory, but having the, the positive moment and the actual, that creates real Feeling. physical effects. Mm. That's always, that's the benefit that they'll carry on and move on yeah. with. Um, so it made all those moments quite beautiful. You think we've actually brought in that moment today when normally they might be sitting in in the uh, you know in the lunch hall, which is fine. They get a you know it's a really lovely place, but mm. um, you might not have got moments of that magic. So yeah, yeah, it's really special. Totally that agree. feeling of being take that feeling that they take away from that of singing down the corridor when they're leaving. Sort mm. of you know that. They might not necessarily remember exactly where that song has come from in the day, but they're taking that song away and they remember singing that. And I just think, yeah, like you say, it's it's having that moment and it doesn't matter how long that lasts. It's just the fact that they had it and that's the that's the great thing that we could have offered. I wonder if that's why dementia care and ageing sometimes doesn't get the kind of uh, attention it deserves from the arts and, and whether people think that, that's the reason behind it um I don't know I was really worried about that when we first started this project was the 
it was like fresh slate. I kept thinking in my head, like, you know, usually when you're working with a specific group, you go in each day and it's about building and growing a relationship with people. And I was worried that working with people with dementia, you would just start fresh every day. And I saw that as a negative and I can't believe how wrong I was. I think, you know, they remembered that feeling and there was something about, I don't know, maybe it was the music or if it was the bird song or if it was just like the feeling of the grass under their feet or the smell of the room. But they did definitely know that they were returning to a place that they'd been before. And Mm -hmm. I felt like every time we held a hand or there was a conversation or a genuine human interaction, there was, we were building and growing on a relationship. It wasn't fresh slate every time. And I feel like we had a picnic at the end of the week and Lily and I were sat in a room full of women that we'd, you know, were strangers to us at the beginning of the week. And we, there was a feeling of we all knew each other by that point. And I found that intensely moving because I felt like I had learned so much from these women who were at a different stage in their life and that they, you know, gotten a lot from a relationship with us over the week. And yeah, at no point did I feel like, oh, this wasn't worth it because they're not going to remember it. Like there were so many human interactions and human, genuine human connections that, yeah, mm-hmm. at no point did it feel like that wasn't as worth as someone who was conscious of being there every day, every in and out. I guess as well, the other positives from that sort of prolonged activity is that we're not, they might be starting each day with um, a fresh slate or minimal sort of memory from the day before, but we're coming with warmth and the memory of the day before and we can project that onto them and I think Mm. that's you know we didn't have to start every day asking people what their name was or what floor that what floor they lived on or about their lives because we knew that stuff and we could then ask them a question from something that we already knew about them and that immediately makes someone feel warmth and feel listened to and heard even if they're not sure how we got that information they know that we must know them in some way Mm. and I think that feeling of you're familiar to me because you know my name and you you're providing me with warmth by holding my hand when I enter the room like those sort of moments we wouldn't have got if we'd just gone in for a day absolutely also I think sometimes just being there allow it allows people time to warm into it like there was one resident who wasn't that keen to interact with what we were doing and they actually lived kind of their room was right next door to the park so they had to walk past it a lot and I think there was quite a few times where there was a look in and then we kind of offer the invitation and it would always be shot down and over time they kind of came in and out and they were feeding the squirrel out the back and mm-hmm. so they would make a make a point of coming through the park to do it but not to interact and we totally won them over by the end of the week and I think that was just because we were there mm-hmm. for a long period of time. They sat on the bench didn't they for like 15 minutes and then was like this bench is too comfy I'm going back to my chair and we were like <laughs> that's fine we've had you for 15 minutes and you've come in and you've spoken like to us and yeah yeah absolutely those small moments celebrating those those minor victories. And um, a lot of the moments as well would spark conversations um, that would bring up their own memories mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes the songs the activities um, I remember talking to one of the residents uh, about that. She used to run a pub, I think it was, a, yeah. um, fish and chip shop. And I can't remember how it came up, but yeah, it, was, it would spark conversation, the things we were doing. And yeah, it was really nice. So even though uh, they might not be creating many new memories at this point in their lives, they are sometimes bringing some of the old ones back up to the surface. And yeah, it was really nice to share that. 
I was like really taken aback by some of the like talent in yeah. in the residence that you know whether it was painting that just we just kind of happened upon because that's what we were doing that day or singing or um they really wanted to help I remember there was one point where we were having to like physically water the garden and I felt like that was the point where we got the most engagement when they felt like they had a role to play within the room like they had an ownership over helping us make it happen if that makes sense yeah. I feel like I really want to build more of that into the next version of yeah. this we do it's like giving agency back to those people that they have a role in in society and they have a role within this space and that it doesn't always have to be that they receive activity they can also deliver and be a part of that activity um, and that's the same for that's the same for this sort of work is that you yeah if we can provide something that makes them feel um, valued and needed and important and if that just means watering the plants or planting a new pot because something looks a little bit sad that to me is that yeah if we can if we can provide that because they are important members of society and we sometimes forget that because we don't necessarily we're not faced with that every day and um, but actually that is there every day so how do we make them feel important within what we're doing the question i think listeners will have if, it, if, if this goes out uh, we're recording in september if it goes out in the next few months i guess people will be listening to this and thinking this sounds amazing but at the moment we're in the middle of the pandemic and mm-hmm. care homes tragically and possibly criminally were really really um badly hit and i guess the safety of care homes and bringing people in and out of them now is of utmost importance what sort of things could we do moving forward um with what we've learned and obviously a lot of it won't be able to happen in the exact way in this, in the foreseeable yeah I think that's the, the question that I think is on everybody's sort of lips who works in this sector is what do you what do care homes need from us and the wider wider society and what can we do to respond to that and I, I think it's just so important that we don't lose sight of the importance of arts within this because I do think Sometimes people are like, actually, just health Health is so important. We need to keep everyone healthy. But if you're in your room every day, all day, for the last five months, you need to have that engagement with the arts. You need to have that experience with creativity. And actually, I'm not saying that what we do is the answer, but some there needs to be some interaction with with um, with something similar to what we're doing. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, the whole during the pandemic like there were so many creative solutions to really difficult problems especially in care homes like people being able to go do visits through a window like Mm. you know before the pandemic that would have sounded absolutely ridiculous but you make it happen you know loads of care homes have been using more technology like with ipads to be able to do facetimes um like postal collaborations and people being sent packages and you know leaving them to kind of quarantine for a little bit so that there's no risk of infection but I feel like you know tough times like breed good creativity you know and I think there's so much space for ingenuity and for things to happen in a way that we wouldn't be able to let them happen before because it's like well, we just have to, we have to make something happen. We have to adapt to these new times and be agile and responsive to people's needs. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, I find that as an artist, a really exciting moment to think differently and to like have a moment to think really what do people need and in what ways can art and creativity 
yeah, provide people with not just a life, but like a good life and a happy life. I think that's, that's something that's really stood out to me during all of this. Absolutely. We had a chat with um, Digital Leads, didn't we? Yeah, about we the work did. There. I can't remember, was that before the pandemic or was it during? I was like during. Was it during? Yeah. It was early on, wasn't it? It was early, yeah. Because um, we were planning to speak to them anyway about the stuff they're doing with VR, but that seems like a, um, you know, a, another avenue you can, mm. you can do because they were creating, you know, I think they were sending people back to where they, they're using VR Google Earth to put people where they spent their honeymoon. Yeah, um, which is I thought, so quite a cool cute. idea. Yeah, it was uh, so there are definitely creative solutions to still doing stuff. Yeah, um, if you can't physically bring a lot of people in and out, I, I do still believe as well that our environments. Although we spent so long hosting this one and, and really pre-planning the activity, which was a huge part of it, but kind of on the other side of that, the environment did provide something that was different. And to just it being a regular cinema room. So I, I do think we can we can look at creating those environments and allow the care home to to kind of animate that in their own way. And I I, yeah. just, I truly believe that they, they wanted would, it permanently, they, didn't they? Yeah, and then those permanent sort of yeah. spaces, how can they enhance the daily life over maybe a month or two rather than a week? And that's just as interesting as what we did in January, even with all of our performances and, and whatnot. I think something I really would love to do is go and speak to people who are in a care home in whatever way that's possible to find out what it is that they need to help recover from this. And just speaking now, I'm realizing that it probably hasn't changed from that first conversation we had in the car that, you know, I think people will still say, oh, I really wish I could go outside and experience nature mm. and like feel the wind Maybe, on maybe my more face. so. Maybe more so. Yeah. It, it, that to me actually feels like, there's a real service we can provide. There's like a real offer we have of being able to create like the illusion of being outside when it's not possible. And that almost feels like a human right that we yeah. could help provide people with. Especially heading into winter, which, you know, everyone's so fearful of winter generally for older people, but even more so now because of, you know, the pandemic and no one knows how the pandemic's going to function in the winter months. So you know, there's going to be a lot of fear of going outside, exploring new places, seeing new things, or even going back to your old places that are busy. So I do, I do think our environments can maybe, maybe not replace those things, but offer another option to experience something new within the safety and the comfort of your own home. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Great. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a good point to sort of I don't know, wrap up. wrap up and just say thanks for joining us on this journey. I mean, we're looking to the future and want to carry on working together and finding ways to make this work just as important as it was at the start of the year and even more so if we can. And if you've got any recommendations of people we should be speaking to or anyone you think it'd be cool for us to interview for this podcast, get in touch. We've got a very shiny new website that you can visit us at. Um, which we'll link to, I'm sure, in the show notes. Chris, any last words? It's been emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it has. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you to you two um, for inviting me on the project. Uh, yeah, it's been really, really, it's one of those experiences where there are loads of moments on it that during it I found quite tough, but I'm so glad I've done it and I learned a lot from it and 
yeah, they've been some of the highlights of my year. I mean, admittedly, it's been a pretty rough year. <laughs> yeah, so, highlights um, of a rough 2020 year. 2020 <laughs> yeah, been tough, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty that. magical. Yeah, it's a 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have a, a second series of this podcast with lots more exciting people, as Anna says. So get in touch, send us questions, and hope to hear from you all soon. Mm-hmm.